Uh, I don't know why Shang is spotlighted. Let me figure this out. Uh, Gallery. I have no idea. Is is uh is there he is. Here we go. We got a great show. We got Dean Thomas here, the legend, uh, the great coach, Hall of Famer, uh, fighter. Just a great all-around guy, by the way, too. Like just like solid guy. Like you would never know how much of a badass this guy is. He's one of those fighters that can kill you, but you meet him and you're like, man, who is this like? nice bubbly warm human being just a a good person and then you like see his fights you're like who the fuck is that guy uh but i guess that's the way to do it right shay um, yeah i mean he i mean if you if you see he's so affable like hey how you going all of a sudden your eyeball is next to your knee so that's why i uh, you, yeah when you go, hey <laughs> I, I, I feel like he'd be like the black guy at the office. Everyone's like, oh, good old Dean. Like, just a nice guy. Blah, blah. You know, like, like he's like everyone's black friend, and then he would murder you. He would yeah. fucking murder you. I am, Adam. I am. I'm everybody's black friend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when they say, when they say uh, uh, some of my best friends are black, they're talking about me. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's the reason that black, that white people get beat up for saying like the N word. Like, oh, it's okay because my, my I'm not friends with Dean, and then you just get fucking mollywhopped. So, uh, <laughs> so, how are you doing, Dean? I'm good, man. I'm just uh, I'm hanging in there, man. I'm going to Fight Island next week, so I'm excited about that. Nice. Wow. Who are you uh, coaching over there? I'm not coaching nobody. I'm going with Dana and Matt. We're filming. Wow. Wow. Be in the middle. Now, I know you guys are always getting in trouble in the U.S. Uh, you don't want to do that over there. No, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I know. They, they, cut your knee, they cut your fingers off over there. I'm not messing around over there. Dude, this, honestly, I've been to every – all around the world, and the one place I couldn't wait to leave. This is not where Fight Island was in Abu Dhabi, which I think is really nice, actually. I've been there, too. But it was uh, Saudi Arabia because really? we went to a place called Chop Chop Square where if you get caught, like, stealing, they chop off your arm. This is, like, their Monday night entertainment. Like, the whole city comes and watches people get, like, their leg chopped off or their arm or their dick if it was rape. Or, I couldn't, and then you have, the, you have religious police walking around making sure you observe the Koran as well as regular police. Yeah, it was that was a crazy place. So that's where you're going? Yeah, that's your baby crying? Yeah, she's right. in the background. <laughs> in the background. She's, she was, man, I did I actually I did a deep dive on you last night about all the stuff you done, man. You you done a ton of shit, man. Yeah. Man, I, I just get around listen, I don't ever say no to nothing. Wow, because yeah, I did a deep dive. I watched a bunch of your fights. I watched some of the interviews you did, man. Yeah, you have got, you have been all around the game, like all around. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm not done yet, man. I feel like I'm just getting started, but just at a different level. You know what I'm saying? Just a different perspective. By the way, Dean, this is Shang. I don't know if you know Shang. I'm sorry. Hey, what's going on, man? I've, I've, I've heard of him. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah. Uh, Dean actually, yeah, by the way, Shang, uh, something you didn't know was this dude does stand up comedy. 
And, oh, no, uh, I saw his impression. I saw him do an impression, man. I was, like, surprised. Because Stephen A was pretty much on point. It was preposterous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you saw the Stephen A? His Stephen yeah, A show was hilarious. The uppercut? Yeah. <laughs> no, I would I love to fight him. Man. I would love to fight Stephen A, just to show him that. <laughs> So, 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 Dean, you um, so last time we talked to you, you were opening up your own gym, and it was right when Corona happened, and we were like, yeah. "Oh my God, this is maybe like you left American Top Team, which is the most successful gym in the, in the world, arguably, to open up your own spot. Did you find a spot? Did you find a place? How are you? How's that going? Well, what I did, man, is I, I did it. I did some gangster shit here. Like, I just rented out a big house, and I, I'm converting a garage into a training facility. So then the people that I train just live with me. Wow. So that's, that's what I did. Amazing. Good. Yeah. Wow. And so far you're one and oh. Yeah, so far I'm one and oh. Because Jillian yeah. Robertson, by the way, who who I think she's smoking hot. People underrated hot as far as looks wise. But uh her last fight, I mean, she she Courtney Casey's no joke, and she took her down. Like what, ten times in that fight? And Jillian is not even known for wrestling. Was no. this was, now was that was that your game plan? Yeah, that was it, man. We're taking everybody down and choking everybody out. That's what we're doing. That's what I'm doing with her. If she gets you down, she's choking you out. So it's just a matter of getting them down. So we've been working on that. But was that you watching Courtney Casey's fights and being like, you know what? Her takedown defense is not on par with what we can do. I think we yeah, can expose we this. Yeah, we pretty much knew that, that she didn't have a, a good takedown defense. And then, uh, hold on a second, hold on a second, man. What's up? Oh, it's right, oh, right over there, or which, which side? And uh, who else is part of you? Who else is part of your cult? Uh, Greg Hardy. Wow. Shorty, yeah, Shorty Torres. Love Moldy. Yeah. Wow. So, wow. Um, so yeah, I don't know if you know Greg. So Greg Hardy, by the way, uh, Shang, I know. he was an NFL player that had some issues. I know he is. Just call it there. Uh, but his upside in MMA is, it seems like it's, it's through the roof. Uh, it seems like unlimited potential. He does, man. It's just, you know, it's hard. It's hard, like, because he's a top team, man, and, like, it's such a big room that he can't get the attention that he needs. So they're just kind of throwing him in there, and he's kind of learning on the fly. So, um I'm working with him one-on-one -on -one to give him like all them little nuts and bolts that he needs in order to progress. So um, we still work it. Yeah, no, and I mean his last fight against against uh, against Volkov was like he he went to distance and, and he's it was like his like fifth fight. The other guy had like 40 fights. Yeah. I can't believe that fight was even sanctioned, and he actually almost you know, he almost won. I mean, I almost won, but he hung in there. He hung in there. He had a broken hand, too. I didn't really want him to take the fight because I was like, dude, you're going to need both hands to fight this guy. I mean, like, let's face it. He's better than you. You need everything you got. And he just he wanted to fight. So I said, man, go ahead. Wait, so you knew he was going to fight with a broken hand? Yeah. Wow. You're, hard, you're an awful coach. Fucking pull him, out the, <laughs> pull him out of the fight. Are you crazy? Well, if it, if it makes any if any difference, I didn't go to the fight with him. Oh, I stayed, I stayed back. Yeah, I stayed back. <laughs> now, um, now your fight. Now, what what do you think of that fight two weeks ago uh, with Max Rochelle, where his uh, his trainer was trying to like tell? Because as a coach, I think the trainer did the right thing. You know, like sometimes you can see more in your fighter. 
Other people were like, well, the guy quit nine times. Let him out. Well, what are your thoughts? Nothing is this, man. And as a coach, man, I thought, you know, when when I watched it, I was like, wow, that's a, a coach trying to motivate his guy. That's what I'm, th I'm seeing, a coach trying to motivate his guy. And he knows his guy better than we do. So he, he knows, like, maybe in practice he quits sometimes and he has to motivate him back into it. So we don't know that. But the way I see it is I would have said, like, after about the third time, I'd be like, if you want to quit, you tell the ref. But I'm not going to do it for you. Okay. Wow. That's a, that's a different way to do it. To just tell him, hey, man, fuck it. You go tell him. I ain't telling him. Yeah. Good. That's actually really smart. I didn't, I didn't even think of that. But that's why see, look at Adam like, yeah. yeah. Sense. Yeah, I'm here to help you win, not to pull you out of a fight. You know what I'm saying? I, you want to quit? You tap out. You quit. You tell the rest. Have you ever had to motivate a guy that didn't believe in himself during a fight? Well, I tried. It didn't work. Tyron Woodley. Oh, <laughs> twice. <laughs> yeah, what Woodley? Um, last fight because I thought he looked great. I thought he the fight that right when Corona hit. He was supposed to fight uh, the guy in England. And yeah. it looked like he was in the best shape of his life, taking it super serious. Do you think he kind of got, once that fight got canceled, he went back to like other ways. And then when that fight came up, he didn't really get the, the Burns fight. No, you know what it was? I don't really know. I just think that he's older and doesn't have the same killer instinct, you know, because in camp, man, his camp was great. We had a great camp, uh, and it was a long camp, and he was motivated, and he woke up on his own to train, and I didn't have to try to talk him into going to practice, and, you know, he eliminated a lot of distractions, but for whatever reason, man, on fight day, he just froze, and I was like, man, I don't think he has the killer instinct sometimes. You think he's burnt? He might be a little burnt, so, like, that's, I mean, he's got so much going on, and it just might have just got to him. Yeah, I still think he so has to I think he has too many distractions. I think that uh, I've seen him over and over again have so much going on that how do you focus on your fight? If you got, yeah, I got this, I got that going on, I got that. So that's what I think it is. I think he's you realize the other things are going well too and he doesn't have the motivation for fighting the same way. Well, it's definitely, that's definitely a good point because he knows he's got that stuff to fall back on. So he does, he's not fighting for his life. Like some of these young kids are like, you know, you take some of these kids out of Brazil, they're like, man, this is for my family. I, I got no other options. But Tyron's got options. Like he's constantly doing stuff. So when he shows up to fight, if, it, if he loses, he's just like, well. <laughs> yeah, and he's still, he's still got like five other things that's going to bring him income. Whereas these kids in Brazil that are fighting, it's like, I'm fighting for a sandwich. Mm, yeah. I'm, if I don't get this win, my son don't eat a sandwich. So I think they got that, uh, that, that killer. What was your childhood like, Dean? Cause I, I, I don't know, like, did you grow up poor, middle class, super rich? I mean, I was, I was on the more poor side. I grew up in, uh, in Delaware, and then, um, then I moved to Florida when I was 13. But we ain't had no money, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> We, I, I ate government cheese and, <laughs> and government cheese and powdered milk till I was 15 years old. <laughs> wow, wow. Now um, I know right now the hot the hot button topic is racism. Uh, did oh, you yeah. did you experience a lot of racism growing up or even now? Yeah, yeah, I did. But I mean, like you, after a while, you just kind of get used to it, man. Like you, like you can't live your life angry at everybody you know some people do that man i just choose not to so i just choose to like ignore you know all the racial stuff 
even now, man, like I'm just, I'm surprised that everybody was liking black people like two weeks ago. I knew it, was, it wasn't gonna last long. <laughs> it was for a minute and then they went, ah, we good. Dude, there were girls on Twitter that were like, black people, hit me up if you want a nude pic. And I'm like, what? Like, how long is this gonna last? Like, like. <laughs> I'm like, it sounds like a trap. Bullshit. It's bullshit. After it stops trending, they won't. It, it'll. It, that'll be it. Yeah, that's right. It, it was like fuck a black dude Tuesday or something, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm which like, is not a bad thing. I'm not that part. I'm not mad at. I kind of yeah. like that part of it. <laughs> yeah, but they, I thought it was crazy, man. Like I don't know. I just, you know, what I feel bad for. I feel bad for Kaepernick because he ate shit for a long time because of this, and now they're like, oops, you were right. My bad. Yeah. Yeah, my bad. Yeah. No, it's. I mean, it's 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 crazy. It's crazy. The whole the whole world. I mean, it's just. Uh, I, I can't wait for it to get back to normal. Just on a my yeah. marriage alone, just like looting and racism and fighting. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> you've been divorced, right? You've been divorced. Yeah, I'm divorced. Yeah. How 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 long did your marriage last? Uh, we were together two years. Uh, five years total. I was with her five years. How'd it go from two to five? No, we were together five years. We were married two years. Okay. Yeah. That's a long, long time ago. And uh, fuck her to this day. I mean, yeah. Damn. Yeah, to this day. I hope she get hit by a car and raped by pit bulls. I really. Mm. Like the That's rapper? The or, or actual? Yeah, no, not the rapper. I mean, actual pit bulls. <laughs> I mean, just pit bulls have been fed by Agra and then just let them loose. Oh, on. my God. Yeah, a little bit of, little bit of bitterness still. But... I think that the main thing with me was, uh, it, it, you know, it's like I'm very, like, almost gang member loyal. Like, I'm very loyal. And I don't play that shit. I don't play that. Nah, you with me, you with me. You ain't. Don't, don't do what, that. She was cheating on, cheated on you? Cheated on me, yeah. Oh. Then wanted to go to counseling. I said, I'll probably kill you and the counselor. I'm oh, probably going I don't want to choke you out. And then the counselor tried to stop me. Then I got to get them arm bar their shoulder out. That's wrong. How's so, she gonna cheat on you and then want to go to counseling? It's like, what's what's that's <laughs> the, the goofiest shit in the world. Yeah, I know. Let's just go talk about how he ate me out. Let's just no. <laughs> and then Dean, you were married too, right? Yeah, I still am technically, but I'm just we kind of like separated. Is it, was that the girl with the cowboy hat? No, 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 no. This is my mother's son. Your, your mother's son. Yeah, but, yeah nobody. But you're married to your mother. mother's son. Yeah. Isn't is, is, is that your brother? No. What are you talking about? Oh, no. your baby mama's son. Right. His, oh, he his said his mother's mother, son. son. His, his son's mama. My baby mama. Oh, oh, he said his mom's son. That would be his brother. <laughs> I was like, what kind of? Maybe I didn't do enough research on you. <laughs> I did a lot of research on you, but I, I didn't do that. What are you talking about? Yeah, you're right. It's my baby, my baby mama's son. Yeah. Oh, got it, got it. Your baby. Okay, I wanted to ask him, ask you a quick question. I just want to ask you a question. I I watched a ton of your fights. It's it's weird watching like the, the, your progression and your ground game was no joke, man. Like you was you was putting motherfuckers to sleep. You know what I'm saying? And, they, and, and like, as soon as you got them into, it was like, it wasn't like, oh, they worked their way out of it. It's like, mm, they're done. 
Well, I've always considered myself a ground guy, but not because like I wanted to do jiu-jitsu, but I just, and this is something that me and Duke Rufus talk about all the time. The easiest and safest way to finish a fight is to submit somebody. I mean, there's no questions asked about that. Like, and it's safer because like on your feet, you can get knocked out, you know, trying to knock somebody out, but trying to submit, like submitting somebody is like, all right, game over. And they're on the ground and it's the easiest way to finish them. So like, I've always felt that way throughout my entire career. Even back in the late nineties, when I started, I was like, oh, I like killing I people. I watched a fight. I'm, let me find out. I wrote it. That the dude, there was a dude. I think it's Ken Allen, or I think it was yeah. a fight. like literally. It was as long as one of your earlier fights. You literally. It was like you got him sleep. It wasn't. It wasn't like oh he tried to get out. Nope. As soon as you got him on the ground, as soon as you got him in that position, he was asleep. And he yeah. just slumped away, and there was no way to say well he still was awake. No, he was asleep. Yeah, and like it's just to me, like I said, it's the safest way to win a fight, you know, without risking getting knocked out, you know. So, um, and not to say that I didn't like punching people, I do like punching people, but I also like punching them when they're on the ground too. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> I just violence. <laughs> so you're so you're you're your fight house, right? Are you yeah. making meals for everybody? Are they living there? Well, some of them, like right now, Shorty Torres is living there. Uh, Jillian Robertson actually lives in the same city, so she just comes over twice a day. Um, Hannah Goldie's staying there for a week. She stays for like a week at a time. They're both hot. Can I move in too and have nothing to do with it? I got you. Nice. Greg Hardy comes. Greg comes up on weekends with his spar partner. So like, it's just like they. It's like I don't know. It's like transient. Like people come and go. It's like it's like an Airbnb. Now, I mean, is there like a chalkboard where you're like ten o'clock? Shorty's eleven o'clock. Hannah, like, are you? Is that how kind it is? Of. It's it's kind of like that. I just keep it in my head, though. Wow. And yeah. so, are people playing video games and they're not fighting? Is it like a dorm? Well, Greg brought up his. It's kind of like a dorm. Greg brought his little brother with him last time, uh, and he was like, he stayed in the uh, in the living room playing video games the whole day. Wow, that is hysterical. This is like a. Are you guys filming this? It sounds like this is no, like a reality not. show. I want to though. I want to. Well, Greg's getting um, Greg's doing like a documentary on his next training camp, so he's gonna be bringing a camera crew over. It's like the real world of MMA. Yeah. It's like it's like <laughs> people from like uh, all <laughs> people from all different. I mean, Greg Hardy was like in the NFL. He was like at one point like the biggest thing in football, or one of them. Shorty Torres is like this little guy who was like a Titan FC champion who like fights in Bahrain. You know, uh, Hannah Goldie is like this hot ass woman who has like an OnlyFans account. Uh, I don't even know what's <laughs> going on there. Jillian Robertson is like uh, a down low freak. She's got like red hair, shows her ass, but then you don't know what the fuck she's going on. And then you, and then you're like the camp counselor. I'm, I, I, I like this, man. This it's, is- Man, it's awesome, man. I'm telling you, it, it really is awesome. You know who was down uh, last week too was uh, Zoila Frosto was down to train with the girls. Another great wow. fighter who like yeah. uh, strike force you know, Bellator vet. Yeah. Uh, I like this camp. This is this is cool. Yeah. Uh, so, who do you like? You like Gilbert Burns or Usman? Oh man, honestly, I think Gilbert is the more well-rounded guy. I think he's more dangerous, but Usman just seems to have everybody's number. And I, I kind of feel like Usman is just going to have Gilbert's number. Just going to slow him down, slow the fight down, and just win the rounds. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's probably what's going. Now, Usman left. And went to Colorado, and Burns stayed at uh, which was the Black Zillions. It's now something else. Yeah. Uh, now, what does that tell you? 
Um, I don't know. I, I think Usman was probably halfway out anyway. You know, I think Usman likes to do his own thing. I think he's like the mastermind behind his own training anyway. That I think he just because I don't always see him like with different guys anyway, and you know, training with different people. So I think he just wanted to leave and just no problem at all. Right. But Burns called him out. You think Burns maybe had his number in sparring? Man, he had to. <laughs> yeah. Well, to call him out, but I, I think that's a mistake. I honestly think that Usman is going to not only slow him down, he's going to get, he's going to out wrestling, and he's yeah. going to get him on the ground, and he's going to fucking wear him out. I just like we were arguing about that. Me and a couple people were arguing about that. I'm like, no, you're sleeping on Usman. Usman wrestled his ass off. Like, yeah, the motherfucker, yeah. if he gets you, it's a wrap. You know, and what he what he did to a couple people. What he, you know, that I, I, I was like, oh, whoa, don't sleep on his wrestling. His, no, his hands is good, but not like his wrestling. Yeah, he's good. He's good at wrestling. And he's good up against the fence, and and he's he never gets put on his back, man. So I feel like if he gets on top of, of Burns, and Burns is not a bottom guy, so if he gets on top of Burns, it's it's going to be hard for Burns to win that fight. I think it's a wrap. I think it's if he gets on top of Burns, it's a wrap. It's done. I mean, I I know some people think, well, Burns, you know, you know, he called him out. He's, he's just something he knows. Nope. Once he gets him on the ground. I don't know, man. This guy out. won six out of seven fights. Usman, like, barely beat Colby. Uh, oh, that's bullshit. We always know. He, he, he turned it up at the end and fucking clocked him and turned his. He, he, bar he barely off. beat him. Now, what, by the way, because I said to him, Colby, when Kobe left, I was like, yo, go train with Dean. He has his own fight camp. And I guess there might have been like a Woodley situation where he was like, well, he trains Woodley, yada, yada, yada. Right? What do you think of, uh, of Kobe Covington starting his own team? I mean, it's expected. And I'm sure that, you know, this game, this game is, you know, rats and, and hyenas everywhere, man. So he's not going to have a hard time finding guys that don't want to train with him. You know, everybody always talks about loyalty, loyalty, loyalty. But as soon as Colby calls somebody, they're going to be like, all right, no problem. So he's going to he's gonna be fine. Really? I mean, do, I mean, do you yeah. think as far as like, but isn't he now he paying everybody out of his own pocket? Versus well, yeah, going he's going like, to have to do that now. He's going to have to pay people. But, I mean, I, he's going to have his, he's going to have a camp. He's going to find people that don't want to train, especially in South Florida. South Florida's flooded with people that just, you know, need somewhere to train and need some bodies. Well, what were your thoughts about Mike Perry having his girlfriend in the corner? I didn't think that was a big deal, man. I know I've known Mike. I was one of Mike's first coaches back in uh, like 2010 in um, in Orlando, and he's always been a wild child. He's kind of crazy, and I and he don't really, really listen to too many people anyway. But he does train hard, and he is good. So he did, it doesn't matter who's coaching, cornering him as long as he has, gets a good camp and he's training, he's gonna be fine. Now, what I thought with him was that I think a guy like him is uncoachable, and um, in some ways he's gonna have a chip on his shoulder to prove. He can win without a coach. He's going to fight better without a coach because he's got something to prove now. Well, yeah, I, I kind of think like that, too. Apparently, he just signed with top team from what I heard, what I understand. But I don't think that's going to be a good fit. Like, he's going to go there, and it's going to be good for about three months. And then after a while, you know, they're going to be like, it's man. It's going to be, yeah. His crazy is going to come out. Yeah. And his crazy is going to come out, and it's not going to fit. When I heard that, I was the first thing I thought was, I don't know how they're going to contain this dude. How are they going to? They're just not. 
Well, Top Team does a, a decent enough job of pacifying people. I mean, we did it to Hector Lombard for years. You know, Hector's still probably the craziest dude in all of MMA. And we've been able to pacify him for years until he broke Steve Montgomery's jaw. And they were like, all right, you got to go. But um, he says it wasn't his fault. He said that <laughs> he said Montgomery turned it up on him. No, he did not. Have you met Montgomery? Yeah, I have. He did not. Man, he I was said there. Montgomery wanted to fight him first. And he was like, no, it's cool. And then finally, he had to defend himself. Is there any truth to that? Oh, that's none. None. none <laughs> <but>. <laughs> you said zero. None. Zero. Absolutely none not. whatsoever, man. None whatsoever. Hector, Hector's a, he's a unique individual. A badass, but a unique individual. But now I think, I don't know, Mike, I don't think it's going to work out with Mike Perry. I think it's going to work out for, you know, maybe six months to a year. And then eventually he's going to be like, man, I'm getting the hell out of here. Yeah. Let's see. It seems like he doesn't like paying people either. And that could be a that could be a problem. Yeah, and that's gonna be a problem, man. Like you know, the guys that work to, the top team, they gonna work hard for him. And if he doesn't pay them, they gonna be like. Now, now were you surprised as far as the Poirier Hooker fight? It, it seems like Poirier's chin has gotten better over the years. Uh, Didn't it? I was surprised. At, I was surprised at some of the shots he took. I was surprised at some of the shots he took against Justin Justin Gaethje when they fought too. Um, yeah, he's definitely been taking big shots. I didn't. I wasn't surprised with the fight, though, the outcome of the fight. I thought Dustin was going to win because um, just stylistically, he matches up good with a lot of guys. Like, there's a guy that, like, McGregor hit him, he went down. Michael Johnson hit him, he got knocked out. And then Dan Hooker, who knocked out Gilbert Burns and other guys, hit him, I mean, pulled off him many times, and he was standing right there. Can someone's chin get better? I think so. I think, you know, as long as you're not training too crazy, you know, and you're not taking a lot of big shots in practice. And then I think a part of it is just about being determined not to get knocked out too. Like when you get surprised with a shot that catches you and knocks you out, the next time you fight, you're like, man, I ain't letting that happen again. So they're prepared for it now. They, they know that it can happen because before they don't know it can happen, they're just like, man, I ain't going to get knocked out. And then that's when they get knocked out. That's when like, they get knocked out. Like, now, like, but a guy like, but like with like a guy like Andre Arlovsky, who like lost six fights in a row at Greg Jackson's, goes to American Top Team, wins five out of six. His chin all of a sudden is amazing. Mm-hmm. Was that you telling him like how to roll with punches better? No, that was that was Mike Brown. He basically what he did, man, was he just. I think he might have came to terms with himself to say, man, I can't be getting in these brawls with people, and he started wrestling more. So, like, I think the fact that he's been he's been wrestling more just kept him out of danger from taking a lot of punches because he's right. not he's not standing and trading a lot. Who came up with the um with the uh, uh, Masvidal flying knee Ben Askren? Was that you? No, that wasn't me, man. I would have never did that. No, I really? But no, I would have. Um, I think I think Masvidal did. Him or Mike Brown did. He um. But they wouldn't tell me because, like, they would train. But then when I would – because they know I'm friends with Ben. So, like, when I would come around, they would, they would like, sneak off, you know. So <laughs> I had no idea that was coming. Wow. That was, the, that was the best game plan in all sports. I've never seen anything work to a tee like that, ever. Yeah, I mean, no, obviously that, that, that was said his second. Would you say that's first or second? Because I, I, Anderson Silva. I'd say Anderson Silva. First two. Uh, 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 Chael Sonnen. Oh, I come on. You I still say it. Out of him before and fucking you got the shit beat out of him, but the move he, if you watch some footage of him, the move that he ended up doing and submitting him with, 
is the move he had said he was going to. Yeah, assume. but this other guy took five seconds of zero damage versus <laughs> twenty. It's still worth Okay, first off, Dean, did you you saw it? He if you if you say I'm going to do a move on a guy, and you've been training that move over and over again, and you do that move and win with it, isn't that the same? Yeah. That's also McGregor's like fight. Every time McGregor fights, he always says, "I'm gonna knock him out first round." It happens like three out of five fights for McGregor. Now, now, Dean, you're um, you know, it's funny because you're in like a weird position because, like, I, like you are everybody's friend. Like, you're Dana's, like Dana and Sarah, you're their best friend, but you're also the best friends of the fighters. Now, a lot of fighters are retiring right now because they're not paid, and then Dana's your 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 guy. Uh, what what's your thoughts on? guys retiring because obviously look i would love to fighters to get made, getting boxing money or oh, certain boxing money 20 million a fight please you entertain the fuck out of me get it at the same time we're in covid and maybe the money isn't there there's no there's no uh there's no people in the in the crowds what are your thoughts about guys retiring holding out wanting more money listen I, you're right about this man and this is something i was talking to my people about the other day you know i'll just it's a distraction and i wish the distraction would go away you know of course i want miles without all them to make more money but i'm more on the side of people like hannah goldie who was like man i never had this level of treatment before i can go to the pi and i get all these tests for free they're sending me all my meals for free i'm blessed to be in this position and there's more fighters like that that are blessed to be in their position than there are just saying Oh, I need more money. So I hope that Miles without them get more money. If they don't, then let them retire. But I'm more so focused and concerned with the fighters that are really appreciating what they're getting because they, they came from the they came from the gutter. Now they're in the UFC and they got all these perks from being in the UFC and, and they appreciate it and they should. Not only that, but like like right now they're the only game in town. Right now you got guys like Little Wayne tweeting, these fights are amazing. I mean, you're getting people that like to his 40 million followers. So all of a sudden, someone like Hannah Goldie, who's used to fighting on, you know, Titan FC undercards or something, is now getting 10 million people watch it, whatever the number is. I'm sure it's not 10 million, but it's a huge number. That's gotta help her, right? Oh, absolutely. And again, like, I'm not saying, I'm not saying with, with uh, you know, John Jones and Miles Vidal are doing this bad, you know? I mean, obviously everybody wants to get paid more. I want to get paid more, but at the end of the day, you know what? Like the UFC is helping, still helping a lot of people, a lot more than them. And you know, if they weren't with the UFC, you know, who knows where they would be? It's like the UFC brought them up too. So I mean, yeah, I just wish that they could make this work. I see what you're saying, but you got to look at Masvidal and Diaz fight was not a. They say it's not a real belt, baddest motherfucker belt, but it draw just like a regular championship fight. Oh. And oh, he does crazy fucking numbers. Diaz does crazy numbers. John Jones, when he's not, when he's not eating horse fucking hooves, he, <laughs> he does. Come on, fuck him. I'm like, fuck him forever. I don't, I, every fight with him, I'm going, I don't know if you really won that. I don't know if you won that or not. He, he, wins, he wins these fights. He not, yeah, but look, he was, he always do some dumb shit. He's, he's like, he's a quintessential guy that you're just like, oh God, why? Like, like, it, we're, we're in a lockdown. You're not allowed to leave your house. He's driving drunk and shooting guns. You're like, like, what, like, what? <laughs> right, because, I mean, it, it, to me, uh, okay, to me, yeah, but I, even the fight with Cormier, they, they took the belt back because he's like, you're fucking up again. 
<laughs> no, he really is a fuck up. I don't, I mean, yeah. he is a fuck up. I'm talking about not necessarily just fighting, but I'm talking about him. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So, but no, I think that, I think it's also the people around him. Like when you're coaching somebody, sometimes you do have to get, you know, push, put them in their place and make sure that they know you have to focus. And I think the people around you make, making him do that. Yeah, you know, it's man, it's tough, man. It's difficult. You know, a lot of people think that like coaches have that type of control, and they don't really, man. It's it sucks too. Like you, I wish I did. Like that, there are some fighters that I can probably influence to do the right thing on a personal level, but most of them, they're so resistant to things, and they're just, you know, that's why they're fighters. They like to fight and be and 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 just be resistant. So, you know, to. For John, everybody's like, oh, John Jones need to get around better people. If his people tell him what to do enough, he's just going to leave them and find other people. So like, that's the thing. Like, John's going to oh, do right. John's thing regardless of who he's with. Have you ever, have you ever had to uh, leave a fighter? Yeah. <laughs> who was it? <laughs> no, I can't. I can't. Say yeah. I know you. Why, but why did you have to leave him? Was it like drugs, or was it steroids, or was it? Well, no, nah, just you know, just having too many you know difficulties in, in in the coaching process, where it's like you're not you're not listening to what what I think you should be doing. If you're not going to listen, then you know maybe you should just find somebody else that you'll listen to. Like, because I don't put up with that. You know, like if somebody's doing something that I can't agree with, I just man, you should just find somebody else. Like, I don't need you. Have you ever had to um, have a fighter that you knew was on steroids, but was like lying to you, and then you had to be like, uh? <laughs> nah, I, like the fighters that are on steroids, I know they're on steroids, and I, jo <laughs> I joke about it all the time to them. What do you say to them? Listen, yeah. But uh, you know, most of the ones, like the, the ones that are open about it, fight in different organizations. Like Bellator? Yeah, <laughs> and like overseas, <laughs> right? UFC. I mean, now, can you notice the difference in their training when they're on juice? Yeah, like, they, like you'll see it right away. Like, they just get bigger and they can last longer. Uh, I mean, most of them are not really that much better, but they can last longer. But holding pads, do you feel a difference when you're holding pads? Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes wow. in the power, yeah. Like, because, like, Vitor Belfort right now is, like, the old Vitor Belfort. He's looking... I mean, he's got to be like 25 to one using uh, PRT level again. Like, he's yeah. going to murder somebody in either one FC or bare knuckle boxing. He's going to kill somebody. Well, I thought they were having him fight that like that African dude in, in one FC, right? Yeah, I don't know what. I mean, he's going to kill somebody. Like he's yeah. back to where he was before. Now they're saying that John Jones wants to box Mike Tyson. Uh, who wins in that boxing match? In a box right now. 55-year-old boxing match, Mike Tyson versus John Jones. I still think Mike Tyson wins. <laughs> really? Not out? Yeah, I think so. John doesn't box that well, man, to be honest with you. Shane, who do you think wins? I think that um, youth, John Jones, because Mike Tyson's 54 years old. Or <laughs> he's 54. No, I mean, I, I just – but he did look good, though. I saw some footage of Mike Tyson. He looks like, like he could – you know, not the average person out, but John Jones got length. And if you if he got that length, and I think if he, if he gets a little bit and gets that length on him, I don't know. And he's also taller than um, – he's much taller than he's Mike Tyson. He's a lot taller. He is a lot taller. So if you use your length, even though he, he can't box that good, if he uses his length and keeps using his length, he might make it through. I don't think he'll knock Mike Tyson out. I think Mike Tyson, if he gets underneath him, 
It, it, he I can think it goes over two rounds, John Jones, to win by Tyson just falling down and like hyperventilating. But, <laughs> but if it's two, the first two rounds, Tyson will kill him if, 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 he, land, if he actually gets him. You know, um, why is he fighting Mike Tyson? Other than money, <laughs> other than money, is, does he think that that makes him look good? Yeah, beat up Mike Tyson. Yeah, but he was in a wheelchair. <laughs> yeah, but you're not gonna watch it though. No, I, oh, it's fucking pitiful, dude. You're gonna watch it though, right? No, I don't want to see that. No, I really wouldn't. I, I didn't want to watch McGregor and Floyd because I, I, I knew that it was a money grab. It was a money grab with Floyd. And McGregor, I thought everybody's like, oh, he got a chance. No, he fucking didn't. So, Dina, Khabib versus Gaethje, who wins? Oh, man. Honestly, man. I think Are you Gaethje serious? Could beat him, man. You think Gaethje could win? I think he could. I really do, man. I really do think he could. I'm not saying he will, but I think he, he could. Have you ever played with either of them? No, I haven't. But I just think Gaethje's got he's got the style to do it man like i think in order to be like the guys who beat gaethje outboxed him like they were like dustin poirier eddie alvarez they, they just outboxed him <laughs> but i i don't think that khabib could out he definitely can't outbox him it's just a matter of if he could take him down and stay on top of him and I, that's yet to be seen i'm, I'm kind of with you although i mean the new gaethje because i feel like yeah. khabib makes zero mistakes maybe one or two Gaethje makes like 75, <laughs> but he's that good where he gets away with all of them most of the time. But now this new Gaethje makes like 10 mistakes. So, you know, it's, it's, it seems like it's, he's a lot smarter. You really think that? I think that it's going to be, I'm going to maul him. He's going to maul him. He's going to get him on the ground. He's going to get him on the ground and maul him. But he's, I, just, I mean, Gaethje's a four-time All-American D1 wrestler. But... Habib fights bears, so <laughs> this motherfucker got a he got a pen of bears in his backyard, and he he he, he out wrestles one bear and throws him away. And out wrestles he's a he's a kind of he's kind of a monster. Come on, Wean Dog, Wean Dog, what about you? I agree with both of you guys, but once you once you defeat the boogeyman in such a stylish fashion like uh, Justin did, you can do anything, dude. So I would not I would not you know say that Justin is, doesn't have it in him to beat Khabib. I wouldn't say Khabib is just going to maul him. I would say it's a pretty good goddamn fight. And I, as a betting man, I would for sure bet on Gaethje to win this fight. Okay. I think, he, I think he can do it. Are you serious? Yeah. Dude, you didn't see how good Gaethje looks against Tony Ferguson? I know, but Tony, that was that time for Tony Ferguson. Tony Ferguson still is a fucking monster. And I don't care what you say. Habib, when he gets you down, it just seems like he has sticky. He's like Spider-Man sticky, and he gets on you. And then that's it. He still, yeah, but he still got rocked by Michael Johnson. Uh, he still lost around to Conor McGregor. Uh, I mean, there was a fight against... Somebody that he, he I thought he lost. Uh, who was it against that other guy? Gleason T-Bell. If you ever watched the fight yeah. against Gleason T-Bell, I thought he lost that fight. And it's because, like, he couldn't really out-wrestle Gleason T-Bell. So whoever he can't out-wrestle, he doesn't win the fight against. So it's just, I don't know, man. It's, it's I don't know. I want to see the fight, obviously. He didn't look that good against Ally Quinta. Um, you know, so, I mean, we'll, I mean, we'll see. Now, uh, Dean, who wins in a straight grappling match? Kayla Harrison... Or uh, uh, Triple C, Henry Zudo. <laughs> oh, man. Whew. 
She's a lot bigger than he is. And she's strong as hell, right? Yeah, she's strong as hell, man. She in a straight grappling match, she might give him problems. I don't know if she could beat him, but she give him problems. That's he what is. I said. And everyone's like, she's a girl. I'm like, this is not a regular girl. This is no. not like I mean yeah. I mean, she's a girl who's very athletic and strong and has all and has good great technique and is forty pounds heavier than he is. Have you ever grappled with her? No, I never I never grappled with her. I worked with her a little bit on some stuff. But I mean, she's got good hips, good balance, good grips. So like, yeah, she's not gonna be easy to shut out. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about the card coming up uh, on the 11th. Uh, also, we got um, uh, Volkanovski versus Max Holloway. Oh. Everyone's picking Max Holloway. Really? I'm like, why? Volkanovski won that first fight. And he looked like, I mean, this guy looks like he's unbeatable almost. You know, I, do I, I picked Volkanovski to win the first time. I studied him to, for that fight, and I said, man, I think he's going to beat Max. Everybody's like, oh, you're crazy. I said, no, man, watch. I don't see how Max could fight him differently and win. I don't think Max has the skill set to fight any different and win. I think it, it could look very much like the same fight. Uh, Shane? I think Max Holloway is going to get beat, but I think he's going to change it up a little bit. But, man, he looks – I mean, Max Holloway's the shit. I'm still, I'm still think he's the shit, but – I don't think he's going to win. I think it's going to look exactly the same with a few tweaks. If, now, if he catches him, because I've seen Max Holloway's a, a fucking machine, and I've seen him when you thought he was done. He's not done. So uh, I just think that it's going to be the same thing. But I still think it's going to be a good fight. Now, that's a fight that I want, do want to see. That's one of those fights I do want to see. Man, I love both of these dudes so much. They're both genuinely good guys. They're fun to watch, exciting fighters. I really, really am pulling for Max to win this fight just because I love him so much as a champion. He's always so fun to watch, but I honestly can't pick one. But if I had to pick, I would, I would uh, probably pick Max just because you guys are picking Volkanovski. <laughs> and uh, I, really, really, I really want Max to win this fight. Why do Hawaiians like to fight so much? Like, it seems like that's like their national pastime is just get bar fights. Man, I've been over there and I fought one of them dudes. In fact, I fought Max Holloway's uncle. Man, them <laughs> guys got hands like coconuts, man. All them dudes could fight. Did, 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 did you win? Yeah, I won that fight. Was it a real fight or was like a bar? I was like, letting them begin. Nice. Now, I heard Rachel Ostevich got popped for steroids. How the fuck did that happen? Um... I heard it was like something that she didn't really do. Oh, it was okay. like some, yeah, it was like one of like a tainted supplement. I don't think it was like a real, like a steroid. Like she went like shooting in her ass. Uh, yeah, I, her ass is, woo! Ah, uh, man. Like Hawaiian women are just, they all have kids at like 19. Uh, Wait, since we're talking about Hawaii, can I ask Dean a question? Sure. So I'm a huge fan of looking for a fight. And in the Hawaii episode, a good portion of the episode is just of Dana White standing on a cliff, hesitant to jump in the water. And it seems like he was up there for like 12 hours. Can you tell us like a little bit about that situation? Was he really up there for that long? And Well, he was up there for three hours. Okay. And, but it, it felt about like 12 because like it was daytime when he walked up there and everybody was cheering him on. By the time he got off, it, he, by the time he walked back down, they call it the walk of shame. It yeah. was nighttime. It was dark. And everybody was booing him. Like everybody either left or was just booing him. And he, man, I felt bad for him. Like Matt was like, man, we got to let him have it. And I, I, I legitimately like felt sorry for him. Like, man, 
Like, let's, let's not make a big deal out of this because I felt bad for him. He, was, he, he, just, he was scared of heights. He, he was scared of heights. He was scared to jump into the – I don't know what it was. Like, I mean, I get it because I looked down too, and then I was like, damn, I don't really want to do this. But then I just jumped. But he just – he wouldn't do it. He would not jump. It's three hours, man. Wow. Wow. That's hilarious. I, I, this one quick question. I, I actually went the favorite – that, that the favorite that movie, that the movie where you played a trainer. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty much. I was sitting there watching the different episodes. That's pretty much you. It was, yeah, I was. I played myself. <laughs> you did. It was like I was sitting there going, "Oh, that's that's him." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the whole oh yeah, that's, yeah. That's pretty much how he acted in every interview. Dude, yeah, he's crazy. He goes to the dime bar. There's two people in the crowd. He's like, "I want to go up." I, I go, "What?" He goes, "Yeah, I want to go up." He goes up there, he does fine, but there's two people laughing and he goes, oh, I've always wanted the bomb. That was amazing. I go, yeah. this is fucking crazy. Like, 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 he was like, he's like, I can't wait to come back and bomb again. I'm like, what, what's, what's wrong with this guy? Like, <laughs> I, 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 you know, Adam, like this shit, like, well, when everything's like clears up, man, I do want to start going back on stage again. You know, I was talking to Preacher Lawson and he was just like, man, you got to go up every night. You got to go up every night. So I was like, all right. Did he ever give you that shirt anyway? He did. He did. All right, good. Yeah, yeah. Okay, see, the, the thing is that I think that you've already, you've already been through the fire as a fighter, well, right? Well, depends. Nothing, why would you be afraid of anything? You know, yeah, I'm not like whenever I get scared of something, I go, man, I used to get beat up for a living. I got knocked out on, <laughs> I got knocked out in front of everybody on TV. Like, what? Is it? it can't get any worse than that. What, what else can you be afraid of? That's why I go, fighter. Of course, you could do stand up because you're not afraid of. You know, you know the what? Could, what's the worst can happen? Somebody could try to punch me in the face. Now I'll beat the brakes off of them. But still, yeah. that's not. It's not even close. It's not even close. I know that. The reason I stopped years and years a long time ago is because there's certain people, like, after a while when you're constantly hurt, even when you win, you go, you know what? I don't know if I like this. Jokes are easier, you know? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, wow, okay, my knuckles broke again. But guess what? I can tell a joke and I'm fine. Yeah, and that's how I felt at the dime. I was like, okay, so I bombed, but it just doesn't feel half as bad as, like, getting beat up in a fight. So uh, this ain't that bad. Yeah. Well, listen, Dean, you're, I know you got an uh, ESPN uh, interview. I just want to say thank you for coming on the show. Uh, by the way, when I went to Florida, he took me to the blackest restaurant I've ever been to in my life. Uh, it, it was so much fun. It was like... <laughs> It was like soul food Sunday or something. We had we had the best time ever. Uh, it was, we got to go back, man. When are you coming back to Florida? Uh, I'll, go, so I'll see you back there uh, in uh, late July. Well, when this all clears up and you come back, we're going again. We'll probably hit another soul food spot. That was awesome. That was I and Shang and, and we, man. Listen, anytime y'all in Florida, man, y'all come see me. Okay, yeah, I, I was booked there in Miami, and then I was booked in Fort Lauderdale, but I don't know when they're gonna, you know open things back up. I'm not sure. So, yeah. but I'm, yeah, I'm definitely going back down sure. again. And I can go to the soulful restaurant and I'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need me to go. I don't know. I go. I wish. <laughs> so, definitely. all right, fellas, man. It was, it was fun talking to y'all, man. I'll catch up with y'all. All right, man. Good talking to you. You guys are the best. Tune is on the hook,